and welcome to the Orient Outlook podcast with myself, Steve Nussbaum, and my good friend, myself, Stan Chum, the bearded legend, the daddy-o, Mr. Paul Levy. Thank you very much indeed. Hello, everybody, and welcome back. This is episode 180. Absolutely steamrolling. 180. Very good. I was really hoping to be writing a different intro that started Mm. with something like we're champions or we've been promoted back to the Football League, but alas, it is not to be. Not in this episode anyway. But we hope everyone's recovered from this Easter weekend's football. Certainly not one for those with a nervous disposition or with a heart condition, that's for sure. Uh, Steve's just got back from Solihull. We're going to relive that game uh, from earlier today, uh, as well as Harrogate from Friday, plus a roundup of the club news since episode 179, just to make sure you haven't missed anything that might be of interest to you. But as always, we start off with an update from the Supporters Club, a non-travel update. So let's go. So the Supporters Club quiz on Sunday, the 14th of April, was another success as over £400 was raised for the Leighton Orient women's team. And especially well done to the women who came straight from their game and came incredible 6 out of 12 teams. Not well bad done. there, ladies. Yep. Not bad. The staff team also attended, but weren't able to defend their victory at the last quiz. So unlucky to the staff team. And the winners were the Medway Marauders, with a total of 80 points from a possible 106. Is that good? 80 out of 106? Not bad. Enough to win a quiz. Well, if it is, exactly, if they're the winners, then yeah. that is good enough, isn't it? So well done to them, and thanks to everyone who came, and the next quiz will be early next season. So keep up the great work on the quizzes, Lee. And from the pod, a big well done to the Supports Club on yet another fantastic season of quizzes, of events, of coaches and travel. It's fantastic what you guys do for the club, and we look forward to seeing you all at the upcoming Starman well Awards and celebrating and having a drink with you guys. Yep, Uh, just a quick note of thanks to everybody that took the uh, moment to vote for us in the Football Blogging Awards. It's an independent uh, organisation that run that. Um, There's no money involved, um, but it's just nice to have the kudos of um, being voted the best blogger, vlogger, non-league content creator, whatever you do. We do a podcast, obviously, so uh, up against lots of very good competition, lots of popular people, so... Uh, we don't know what the outcome will be until May the 9th and we will let you. We will definitely let you know if we win that. Yeah, so thanks. Probably won't hear the end of it, to be fair. For all of your votes and hopefully we can make it a treble winning season uh, for the O's. Yep. So let's move on into the week that wasn't starting. Coulson, Monday the 15th of April and the club announced that the upcoming Easter Friday match against Harrogate Town in the National League is to be screened live on BT Sport and the kick-off time for this one would remain at 3pm. And I guess being top of the league at that point, no surprise there, that it was selected for TV coverage and yeah. another chance for Orient to show their stuff live on BT yeah. Sport. When the titles are on the line here, they're always going to look to cover the game that's going to impact that the most. Yeah. The club also confirmed that an additional section of the East Stand will be open in order to accommodate high demand for the final day fixture against Braintree Town. Again, no surprise with that no. one. And you can tell over the last two or three weeks by going on social media that tickets for Braintree Town are already sold out and you can see people asking for spares already for the last couple of weeks and that's going to be a great day. Hopefully we get to see the O's win the National League and it's going to be rocking there. So if you do have any spares for Braintree Town, please feel free to tag us in any post if you do on Twitter or there is a Facebook group, isn't there? There is a Facebook group, yeah. I think it's Leighton Orient fans, Swap Exchange... 
sell. I think it's something like that. It's on Facebook, so you shouldn't uh, shouldn't have a problem. But if you can't find it, let us know. We'll point you in the right Absolutely. direction. So moving on then to Tuesday the 16th of April, the club announced its categories and nominees for the official end-of-season awards, with fans only having 48 hours to place their votes on the following sections. Fans, player of the season, goal and save of the season. Well, I don't understand why it's 48 hours, why it's such a short period of time and not announce it like straight after. Don't know, I guess I'm going to wait till the season ends and get medals so engraved or more, trophies engraved. Why not give more time? No, no idea. We'll obviously go into a lot more detail about season awards when we kind of do our own ones and do our own assessment uh, of the end of season awards. But yeah. for player of the season, it could be one of seven or eight you could argue there's so many different options there's 11 uh, or 12 really when you look at it on paper absolutely goal of the season exactly the same there's been some fantastic goals save of the season Dean Brawl's made some outstanding saves but I don't know how he's going to top that all the shot one that's the one I would expect to win save of the I season I remember it which one was that the one from the header and he tips it onto the post amazing save right, yeah. a couple of months ago but obviously like we said when we come to do our own season polls at the uh end of season finale we'll kind of discuss those in more detail yeah so moving on in to, to Huey Wednesday 17th of April and the ladies were in the final of the Isthmian League Cup against Ashford Town at Averley FC and we are delighted to say that the we won the ladies won 2-0 thanks to goals from Hayley Barton and Leia Bastia so a massive well done to Chris yeah. well done to the ladies on yet another trophy they're in another final I think on the 2nd of May for another cup so well done to Chris well done to the ladies I know we keep saying it we will have some kind of ladies content um, by the end of the season we'll get Chris in for a 5 minute interview or one of the yeah, players one of the players yeah and thanks to Sophie Lynn Marchand for her vote in the FBA I think uh, Hayley B also voted so the ladies stepping up for the outlook when it matters thank good. you ladies Lovely. thank you very much indeed Thursday the 18th of April then happy birthday to friend of the show Richard Bernstein yeah hope you had a good one yeah and the club announced that the owner the famous owner will be making a welcome return for the upcoming fixture at home to Harrogate and also that a very limited number of Solihull Mars tickets would be made available to selected season ticket holders ahead of that match always good to see the owner in action always brings a smile to people's faces yeah and dare I say a huge amount of income into the uh, into the club yeah absolutely yeah and to end the day ex Leighton Orient scholar Charles Claydon announced that he'd signed his first professional contract with Charlton Athletic and he'll be joining their under 23 development team yeah so another one like Toby Stevenson going yep. to Charlton so yep. good luck to Charles Claydon uh, in his career so let's move on in to Moonair Mooney Friday Easter Friday the 19th of April. And there's only one thing to talk about on this day, and that's the main event at the Harrogate Town visited the home of football, Brisbane Road. So the team was announced at 2 o'clock with Dean Bruin goal at back Joe Willison, Marvin Ekpateta, Josh Coulson, Dan Happy, James Brophy, Joby McEnough, Craig Clay, the JMD, our very own JMD, yep. Cordy Bond, and Josh Caroma. And on the bench, Sam Sargent, Jamie Turley, Charlie Lee, Matt Harold. And a friend of the pod, Jay Simpson. Yeah, a few changes for the O's as Joby McEnough returns from injury and straight into the starting lineup. Jordan Maguire drew starts after not making the squad against Sutton and Jamie Turley's on the bench for the first time in recent weeks following his injury. And a big congratulations goes to Macaulay Bond on his one hundredth appearance for Leighton Orient. That's some doing, isn't it? He's only been with us two seasons, he's played a hundred games. Pretty much an ever 
ever present. Yeah. And to get, I think it's 49 goals in yeah. 100 is one in every two. So fantastic there for Maka. So for me, a very decent team there. Very creative one with the likes of Joby you've got who can pull the strings. JMD, who we all know how good he can be, returning alongside Karima and Brophy. So a very creative team there. Uh, massive for me to have Joby back for this one. Mm. He's our captain, the leader, calm head on the pitch, good character. Massive Bit of an assist one. king as well. Absolutely. You? Yeah, I agree. Excellent line-up. Solid from front to back and a huge boost to have Joby and Jamie back. And I think a very attack-minded side, like you say. So we should see a few goals today. Yeah. So obviously this is written at the time rather than retrospectively. Uh, but we had a couple of uh, couple of tweets that came in uh, off of that as well. Yeah, so Gingery ID 81 tweeted us and said, I love the 11. That is a very good attack. Yeah, Johnny Epper said, a very strong 11 on paper. Only concern is if Harrogate um, left, winger. left winger has done his homework on Brophy at right wing back and take him on the outside. That said, he has pace to recover even if he's on the wrong foot. And JMD is extremely capable as a triquartista? Tri- yeah, it's like that number 10 role. Right, but yeah, okay. Absolutely. Don't use posh words in a podcast. Yeah, like Johnny. Yeah, Johnny. At Rob MCC 68 says, Coronation Gardens is currently idyllic, full of Orient fans enjoying picnics, drinks, ice creams and the weather. I can't help feeling it's like the start of casualty when someone calls <laughs> home and says, see you soon. Just before the big accident, <laughs> let me be wrong. So it's been years since I've watched Casualty, so I'll have to take his word. Absolutely, thank uh, you for, this for that one. Today, yeah. So in front of a very busy Brisbane Road and the BT Sport cameras on a superb looking pitch, to be fair. Yeah. With the sun shining, O-nuts being consumed, uh, photos of fake half and half scars for the upcoming FA Trophy final, with a uh, with the filed being spelt incorrectly. So AFC filed. Oh, that's that's the new one, is it? That's the <laughs> yeah. reformed one. It was amazing. Um, and um, fraudulent tickets being sold for the game away at Solihull Moor. So people, be aware, you shouldn't buy anything um, outside of the club, really. Like, tickets-wise, can't tell you about merch, but, um, yeah, you've got to be super careful. There's, it was a, there's it, all sorts of It was amazing like. before the match here. We've seen reports of incorrect scarves, wrong spellings, fake tickets. Crazy. For Leighton Orient, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So, great atmosphere, I'd say, inside the ground. Yeah. It was very loud getting in there. Everyone had a smile on their faces, knowing only three games left. Yeah. And the long Easter weekend, could see the O's go up. So, was real quite busy buzzing. down the high yeah, road. Yeah, buzzing. Absolutely buzzing down the high road. Really good. And the match was only two minutes old when the O's had the first chance of the game as a clearance from Harrogate was blocked by Willowson. The ball came to Macabon, who turned and got a shot away, which was well saved by the Harrogate keeper, Belshaw. Which good save, actually. The ball came back out to Josh Karoma. And his rebound was blocked for a corner. So a very good start there. For yeah, him, strong. Uh, the corner was a better. short one. Pardon? The start was about to get an awful Even better, better yeah. yeah, absolutely. The corner was a short one. Uh, just to Joby McEnough, who crossed into the box and the massive forehead of Josh Coulson flicked it on and into the back of the net, giving their keeper no chance and sending the large crowd, because at this point we didn't know what the crowd size was, and those at home watching on TV, like me, who couldn't make it, into <laughs> absolute raptures and made it 1-0 to Orion. And that is a really good goal. That's yeah. not an easy header to do, to Great flick it header. back. Great header. Against the way you're facing and loop it over the keeper and keep it on target. Very, very, very good goal. As soon as he got his head on it, you knew it, it was going in. You just knew from the speed and direction. Great header, superb start. So three minutes in, one minute Great start, that sun shining. Brilliant. Yeah. Brilliant, and it was. I mean, I I can't speak for every Orient supporter, but I, I was nervous going into this one. 
at all, and the ground didn't feel particularly nervy at that point. You wasn't nervous, nervous yourself, then. Right. No, not on this one. Not on this one. So great start there. Yeah. Harrogate, who were the Leeds' highest scorers, believe it or not, were not to be rattled, and counter-attacked a minute later and won a corner, which was dealt with. Yeah, over the next 15 or so minutes, both sides had efforts at goal, but none that were too troubling and worth a specific mention. Yeah, with 20 minutes on the clock, McCauley Bond thought he'd made it 2-0 as he put the ball into the net, but the linesman correctly had his flag up for offside. No problems for that one. He was about four or five yards That's offside. Yeah, flag all day long. So early, that one. It was easy to see that one. Yeah, over the next 20 minutes, chances were created again by both sides. None that troubled either keeper much. There were bookings for Dan Happy and Craig Clay uh, in the 36th and 39th minute. I thought Happy was struggling a bit in this one. I thought he was okay. finding it tough. Um, his booking was definitely correct. They were breaking away and Happy just took one for the team. Stuck right. his leg out, brought okay. the man down. Clay... It was a 50-50 challenge. I think their player should have probably been booked for his part as well. In yeah, I thought Clay was unlucky to get booked there. Right. Um, but the referee had been decent up until this part and started struggling now, making a few incorrect calls. And the crowd were getting very frustrated with him, which has kind of been a bit of a pattern of the season so far. So yeah. they're starting to lose control. And a superb orient counter-attack in the 43rd minutes. He's JMD brought down uh, just on the edge of the box. Joby McEnough stepped up and his free kick was hit nicely. It was curling but just over the bar, the keeper was really scrambling across his goal to get there. I'm not sure the keeper would have done, um, but just over there from uh, Joby McEnough. Right, okay, two minutes of time are added on and played out as the referee brings the half to a close as he owes a good value for a 1-0 lead. Thoughts on that half? Yeah, deserved 1-0 lead, very comfortable. We look a class above. I think they had one effort on goal that really looked like it could go in, but went well wide. Yeah. Other than that, controlled it, been good, good value for our lead. At this point, you're just thinking if we get a second... It's done, but at one nil, it's never. It's never done. It's never Even at two, always it's looking. It's not never done. For the second, no, not, not Orient anyway. And the atmosphere in the crowd changed. Yeah, no, it constantly fine. singing. Good singing. Good constant vocal support. Um, yeah, really good. And what were the thoughts happy. of people around us? That where we, where we sit, were people sort of quite nervous or D- quite differing? You get the ones who are, really? you get the ones who are always nervous, don't you? And you get the ones who are always quite laid back about it. But the, the ground didn't feel nervous at all. Right. It's been a lot more nervous that ground, i.e. against Halifax. Lately. Yeah. Lately, so no, good first half. I enjoyed good. that one. Good. A kid Samson O tweeted us at half time saying Justin needs to tell off JMD at half time. He has to drop in as the third midfielder when we lose possession. But he's constantly be on the ball. I'd be happy to see Lee out there patrolling in front of the back four. Harrogate picking up the second ball. On the plus side, though, Brophy, Clay and Bond have all been excellent. And we need to find a way to involve Karoma more often. So it's a good points there. I thought, yeah, yeah Brophy looks like he's been told to run at players more. Or has that confidence now to run at players more. He's doing that the whole game. Clay has been outstanding all season, as we've mentioned numerous times on the podcast. Bond will always chase balls down for you. Always work his socks off and continue to do so. So yeah, some good points there. JMD, yeah, maybe he wasn't quite hundred percent match fit. I think that once that could be a reason why he might not have been tracking back right. because we can't we can't come to after. Okay, attendance was announced at six thousand six hundred and sixty-five, with just a hundred and sixty uh, from the away team. And Harrogate tweeted after the match that that attendance was the biggest that they've played in front of in their hundred and five year history surpassing the 5,000 supporters against Doncaster Rovers in the 1921-22 season. Wow. That's pretty epic, but it's only 160 with air fans. I know, 
they, they shouldn't really size their club but they shouldn't even be in the National League they're better well above their way and they've had a fantastic season yeah, and their have. fans were in good voice actually and seemed like quite a friendly bunch so fair right. play to the Harrogate Town fans cool so the O's got the second half underway unchanged and then I think you saw a good tweet from the club's official feed I did in the 47th minute they said good defending by Dan Happy as he closes a Harrogate player down in space and deflects behind for a corner Brill is fouled in the resulting corner and the O's win a free kick yeah. so that sums up that Piece of play quite nicely. 53rd minute, Karoma gets the ball 25 yards out from goal. Reese past two players like he does before shooting over the Should bar. have done much better with that, shouldn't he? I think there's a few instances in this game, I'm sure we'll come on to them a bit later, where the shot probably wasn't the right option, where he's done really well to get the space, but maybe he should Passed be looking across field as opposed yeah. to going for the glory. But in saying that, if he ends up scoring, then we sit there going... Well played, Josh. Oh, we'll be having Fantastic that conversation. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. I think it happened a couple of times. You're right. Where yeah. it was better. It was better to pass than to shoot, and he's just rosetted it. Yeah, absolutely. It's quite frustrating. I find that quite frustrating actually, because that shows he's a bit bit too greedy and he doesn't make the right decisions. At points, for, but for, for me, still a young player. Still got a lot to learn, I think. But yeah, 63 minutes on the clock. Then so just over the hour mark, it's the first sub uh, for us as Matt Harold is repl- uh, sorry, Matt Harold replaced Jordan Maguire. Drew. Uh, as he made his first start since the Aldershot game. Mr. Levy, you've left, you've missed off the huge let off for the O's on the hour mark as the ball was played around the back of the O's defence. Oh, sorry, Jump, jumped ahead there. My apologies. Beat the offside trap. That was a great ball, actually. To be fair, to Harrogate from their right hand side, Fulis was in. He round Dean Brill. Yes, of course. Took one touch too many. No, there forward. He should have hit it first time as soon as he gone past ball. Should have smashed it. He didn't. Took one touch too many. And when he did get his eventual shot away, trickled onto the post yeah. before James Brophy cleared to avoid further for danger. That was head in the hands moment, like how he'd been allowed to be in that position in the first place. I think he went past Brill a bit too easily. I mean, I think, yeah. it was, I think the quality of the ball kind of just takes out our defence. Uh, but that one was Marv clearly playing him onside, so Coulson and Happy had stepped yes. up. Egbert wasn't quite with him or stepped up too late. By the time that's done, Fulis has gone around Brill. Yeah. And if you're up against a more clinical striker, yeah. maybe it's one all, but a massive... And considering they're the highest scorers in the league, you'd expect them to put that away. Yeah. A bit of luck on our side. Lady Luck smiling down on us today. So yes, apologies. So that happened uh, on the hour mark and we were super lucky there. And as I said, three minutes later, Harold replaced Jordan Maguire. Drew? Yeah, so I think Jamie did done well, but clearly massively tired. Being managed. Second half, being yeah. managed, yeah. So obviously when that so happens, Corona again goes into midfield. Harold goes up top, but in the 72nd minute, Dan Huffy's cross falls to Marvin Epiteta from the corner, and Marvin Epiteta, I looked up, got his shot away, good shot from a tight angle, but Belshaw got down very well to make the save, that was a very good save there, Mm. I thought Marvin hit it really cleanly, uh, and had some good pace on the ball, and a really good save there from Belshaw. Yeah, in the 76th minute, Josh Caroma has, um, has time on his side really and again this is the effort that we were talking about just a few minutes ago he's shot well over the bar it's two sides of Josh isn't it it's the two sides of Josh but yeah. I can't, can't should have done better Josh this but he should have done better there absolutely and that was Karoma's last contribution to the game as he was replaced by Jamie Turley returning from injury so great to see Turley yeah. back on that pitch in the next 10 minutes sees Brisbane Road start to get a little nervy no go action to talk about and in the 88th minute again another let off for us but I'd say it wasn't a let off I'd say it was a really good defending Fulis again was played in by the same ball an almost identical ball from the right hand side of the, the Harrogate field round the back of the defence this time Happy misjudged it and again he looked up and Fulis was in this time he goes past Dean Brill takes the ball a bit wider 
but this time shoots first time and Coulson out of nowhere loving, wasn't it? loving beautiful big headed Josh Coulson read the situation amazingly well as he lunged and turned the ball <coughs> away from the goal as it looked destined to go in the corner yeah. so a, a fantastic piece of defending take a bow Josh and when you watch that replay back because there's, there's more angles when it's on BT Sport there's a great angle of Josh and he sees as soon as he sees Fulis go round uh, Brill he, he, you see him look and realise what he's going to do and lunges towards the ball fantastic there but that's as good as a goal because if that goes in it's a completely different outlook yeah. that we have that's right it's a very different game then we're talking about a draw and yeah, you know what happened today so yeah great great bit of um, reading there from uh, from Josh Josh Coulson, five minutes of time are added on, but in the 93rd minute, we won a corner, which is swung into the box, and our, as you've named him, Ginger Messi, Matt Harold. He is the Ginger Messi. And Rose Highest outpowered his marker and headed the ball into the net, doubling our lead and essentially putting the game to bed. Fantastic header. Two, yeah. two corners. Well, the two goals have been from two corners. corners set pieces, yeah. We never and score from corners in the past. And this one, I think Coulson just wanted, sorry, Harold just wanted it more than his man. Eyes on the ball. Desire, determination. Jumped higher. Jumped higher. Done it. Stronger. Yeah. Strong header. Back in it. Yeah. Done. And funnily enough, on the highlights again, BT Sports said that was his fourth league goal of the season and they have all come in the 90th minute or later. Yeah. Fantastic. And that's why he's such a useful sub Rather to have. a starter. For me, absolutely. Yeah. That's why you bring him on off the bench, what he can offer you. Yeah. So fantastic. And really after that, the cr- after that, I mean, the crowd was just so vocal. The atmosphere was so good. Because at that point you knew the game was done. You yeah. knew we were going to be top coming out of it. At this point, Salford were drawing. Obviously, we'll come on to their result. But really good five minutes after that. Between that goal and the full-time whistle. Everyone singing, everyone standing. All four sides of the ground. So, really good. Yeah, kind of very good. Icing on the cake. The rest of the match is played out in an electric Brogue group stadium with the O's fans in good voice. As the full-time whistle goes to see the O's uh, as the O's see out the game 2-0 um, picking up another three massive points as rocking all over the world comes on to the delight of the fans who stay to applaud the team off the pitch. Yeah, Sounds like a wicked atmosphere. It was brilliant. Honestly. Good game, good really solid good. game. That could have been a very different game that we were talking about though. I so, tried to live stream it on Twitter but I can never get any 4G in the South no. Stand. I can in the, I could in the West End when I was in the West End the other week. I can't in the South Stand. Mr. Macklin, if you're listening, 4G is very difficult in the South Stand. Yes, I'm we sure can't you're already away. <laughs> sort it out, Macklin. Yeah. Um, so after the match, Ross Embleton spoke to the media and he said, I don't think I have ever experienced a better atmosphere at this stadium now today. I would say that's probably definitely one of the top atmospheres I've seen in that stadium. Probably not the best, but definitely up there. He went on to say there was a moment in injury time where everyone was up on their feet and that was huge for us. We were clear about the fact we haven't achieved anything yet. So from a staff and players perspective, we needed to make sure they were contained celebrations at the end. But celebrations all were the same. He went on to finish the interview by saying, in injury time, there were some moments where I was just thinking, wow, and I can't remember seeing the place like this. Uh, and if we continue to put the performance and results in like we have of late, I can't even begin to think what this place could be like. Awesome. Awesome quote from yeah. Ross. League table then, so that win uh, means that with just two games left, we stay top, having now played 44 games, won 25, drawn 12, lost 7, 
uh, with 87 points on the board. We've got a goal difference of plus 38, giving us our highest ever points tally in a season, surpassing the previous record of 86 points in the 2013-14 season. In other results, affecting the top of the table in the National League, Salford stayed in second as a late goal gave them a 3-2 away win at Boreham Wood, meaning they were two points behind us on 85 points, and Solihull Moors won 2-0 away at Bromley to stay third and move up to 84 points, just three points behind us ahead of our upcoming visit there on Easter Monday. So some big away wins for our yeah. rivals. Bromley, as we know, isn't an easy place to go to. And Solihull got a 2 0, which is fantastic. It's an easy place to go to if you're not late. <laughs> <in Oregon. laughs> yeah, Basically. I would agree. I would agree. And Salford, a very late winner against Bournemouth. I know. I know. And they were 2 0 up against Bournemouth yeah. as well. So Bournemouth did well to come back in the game, but they just they couldn't did. hold on. Very, very, very short viewpoint from me this week. Just to say that it's a superb result. And again, the performance isn't so much of a focus. It's really. At 100% about the result. We're fortunate at times because Harrogate, a surprise team for me this year, they had good chances but failed to take them and it could have been a very, very different outcome if they had have taken them. So, delighted with the win and delighted that we were able to to sign off with a, with that win and yeah. get the three points that we desperately needed. Yeah, it's very short for you, OB, didn't it? Yeah, I didn't, I didn't think there was much else to add, yeah. to be honest. For me, I thought it was a fantastic performance and a game that's fairly comfortable. Uh, yeah. But ha- did have its moments for Dream Start, like we said. Super Joshy Coulson got a massive forehead. I think that was like his eighth goal of the season. Yeah, was ninth making goal. good use of it. thought we controlled the game for the most part, but Harrogate did look dangerous at points. On another day, they'd probably take one or two yeah. of those chances. And yeah, it's a different game we're talking about. I think Karoma's had better games. Like we've kind of yeah. said, but I can't be too harsh on Joss. You know, he did look dangerous, but wasteful when he got into good positions. Good, good point. Yeah. Coulson superb again. I thought Craig Clay was my man in the match here, there, everywhere. Uh, superb again. Second goal was perfect ending. Really typical what Matt Howell has been doing, and you know the fact that Howell now looks like to be the preferred third choice over Jay Simpson tells you how well Matt Howell is doing. Yeah. Simpson ain't even getting on the pitch. Yeah. And in February, you would have thought that would never happen, but. Well done to Matt Howard there. Great day, good game management. Crowd were fantastic, and they gave the team a good reception yeah. full time. So at this point, two more games to go. Still in our own hands. We're the only team who can say that we are the team that everyone wants to be at this point. Yeah, so our very views. good, very good. Yeah, yeah. Huge amount of feedback comes in after every match. So thanks to everybody for your views that uh, that were sent to us, and just because we read them. It doesn't mean we agree with them, and we try to read as many as we possibly can. And Mark Bolton, uh, Mark Bolton, sorry, fourteen, uh, tweeted in, said Harold changed the game when he came on, won absolutely everything in the air. Superb. Harrogate couldn't cope with him. What a bullet header! He did do very well, yeah. uh, Mr. Harold. Marcus Maynus has a good performance in seasons past. We'd have found a way to ship an equaliser, but we held on and managed the end of the game very well. Yeah, good point. In seasons past, when we aren't top of the league, that's probably a one-all game. Yeah, absolutely. Daniel underscore D44 said massive uh, three points. Clay put his body on the line and must have been fouled at least ten times. Coulson is a legend. Not sure how we kept a clean sheet, but I will take that. It was nice to relax for the final three minutes. Yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> G-Force underscore Shiv says the game was everything that it needed to be. An early goal, better set pieces, resilient and absorbed the pressure in the second half. So, well, that is a title-winning performance. Roll on Solihull. And let's get it wrapped up on Saturday. There you go. Paul underscore LT2P said, unbearable but brilliant at the game. At, sorry, at the same time. It's what we dreamt of at the start. 
Two games to go. We'll be watching from behind the settee on Monday. My blood pressure is so, through the roof. Not the only one. Underscore Convy. He said, we were, fight, we were hanging on by a thread at times, but got the result. Joby was a bit off the pace coming back from injury. And with JMD out there, I thought we looked a bit lightweight in the middle. Be interesting to see if Justin changes out for Monday as Solihull are a more physical team. Obviously, we'll come on at Solihull very shortly. Yeah, Gorillas1985 said, not bothered about the performance, not bothered about Salford or Solihull winning. All that matters is that we won. What an amazing atmosphere. A man of the match goes to Coulson for somehow clearing their shot off the line after they rounded Brillo. Yeah, great tweet there. We don't have to worry about Solihull and Salford if we are winning our game. So Paul R. Gregory says, a rare trip to Bray Stadium. Nervous performance. Short in midfield with McEnough and JMD just back from injury, but a win is most welcome. Monday will suit us better hitting them on the break. Coulson, my man in the match today, and I still believe. A lot of love for Coulson there, quite yeah, rightly so, I think. Absolutely justified. Neil Sanson said, result is the important thing. Some of the younger lads look nervous today. The experience of Brill, Coulson, McEnough at Al was so evident last week and again today. 180 minutes of perfect game management. And we will be EFL bound. Yeah, I know. Well, another great tweet there from Neil. Thank yeah. you. And the final word against Harry goes to at Paul Skinner, 88, who says, a win's a win. First half pretty good. Second half not so good. Karoma was frustrating, but Harold was great. The stadium <coughs> was superb. Again, there is no place better than Brisbane Road in the sunshine. And a game that means something. So thank you all your tweets. You haven't read yours out post Harrogate. You may have one coming up post Solihull. Yes, so prediction league update. Quite a lot of people got the three points uh, for correctly predicting the 2-0 scoreline. Tino Le Cerf, O's fan basing, Big Ads LOFC, Elvis Memphis, Ian K. Richardson, Tony underscore Antonio, uh, Neil33, Matty LOFC Evans, Ian Manny Rennie John, D double underscore feds, Leon Arresti, Mark Shepard, underscore 79, Wings Mad, Gary Hammond Perk, uh, Tommy Atkinson, 6, James RF Young, Russ, 1441150, Bill, underscore Johnson UK, Sean, underscore Rivet, well done to all of you. But extra special props to Steve Chaplin for Daniel S, 9119, Big TB, 47, and Pills, the Doe Man, who correctly predicted 2 0 and one of the scorers. So you get four out of the maximum five points that were available and a full prediction league table roundup will follow later in the podcast. Yep, so to round the day up, shortly after the match, the club announced that the upcoming away game against Solihull Moors on Easter Monday would be shown live on BT Sport with the kickoff time remaining at 3pm with the club also announcing the match would also be screened in the Legends Lounge for fans to watch. So some good news there. As another game here on TV, and if you haven't got BT, you could go to the club and watch your favourite. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Absolutely. Saturday, the twentieth of April, quiet day at the club as attentions were turned into the massive upcoming game against Solihull Moors on Easter Monday. Yeah, absolutely. And then Easter Sunday, the twenty-first of April, and a quiet day. Is only piece of news was that Josh Coulson was named in the non-league papers team of the weekend following his performance against Harrogate Town. So a massive well done to Josh. Like we said, loads applaud. It's after the game. Good to see. Yep. Well done, Mr. Coulson. Keep Abs- it up. Absolutely. So, Bank Holiday Monday, that's today as we record. A very happy birthday to our friend and an all-round great guy, Mr. George Sessions, Archon's roving reporter who was at Solihull 
uh, spending his birthday, birthday. at at Saudi. All he was live tweeting, so I, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm assuming he was there rather than watching it on the camera. Absolutely, happy um, birthday, George! Happy birthday! Sorry for the lack of a birthday tweet. It's been a lot yeah, going on today. Didn't realise that. My a lot bad. going on today, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, so two years ago to the day, we were relegated from the football league. And today we have a chance to reclaim our place there. Other results dependent as we made the trip to Saudi yeah. or away. Well, you did. You went. Well, you and seven hundred and something other people. Me and seven hundred and twenty-five other people. Yeah. So a good, good match coming up to talk to you about. So the team was announced at two p.m. of Dean Bruin goal, Turley, Ekpeteta, Coulson, Happy, and Wedowson in defence with McEnough, Clay, Brophy in midfield and Karoma and Bon up top. And on the bench for this one, Sargent, the JMD, Charlie Lee, Matt Harold and Jay Simpson. Yeah, that meant that there was... Um, Jay, sorry, that meant that uh, James Turley returned to the starting eleven, and JMD dropped to the bench. So on the way up to the game, we were talking about what starting eleven would be. Yeah. And I had that as my perfect starting eleven. That's right. eleven I said who I would want to go with. Turley right. back, a bit more solid. Um, at right back and move Brophy up the pitch. Obviously, JMD only done 55 minutes, so probably isn't quite there in terms of his match fitness. So for me, that is the perfect team for this match. Exactly yeah. the one I would have picked. So cool. well done to Justin. Yeah, for agreeing with you. Absolutely. Well done. Yeah, well absolutely. Done. <laughs> Rob underscore Silverman said, exactly the team and subs bench I would have picked, except would swap Harold for Coroma. So there's a few people saying beforehand they would swap Harold for Coroma, because Harold's a bit more physical, and we all know Solid War, a big physical team. But yeah. I think Harold, for me, Bear off the bench. Yeah, for me. fine. Uh, down underscore underscore self says great starting eleven, plenty of firepower on the bench. Chris Kane there. underscore nineteen ninety two made a point saying Harold has such an impact coming off the bench, has had such an impact coming off the bench in recent weeks. I think it's best for him not to start. Massive kudos to Kate and Physio for getting so many players back from medium to long term injuries this season who were involved in the running. Underrated staff member. Yeah, great tweet there from Chris, one of our other South Stand chums. And Nigel Travis also uh, makes mention of Keaton in his message coming up later in the show. Absolutely. So on a sunny and hot spring day in front of the BT Sport cameras, Solihull got the game underway with Solihull needing to beat us to stand any chance of winning the National League and catching us, but with us having the possibility of a win, meaning we could be automatically promoted after this match so Depending a lot on to other play results. for yeah. yeah a lot to play for yeah so Josh Karoma had the first chance of the game in the seventh minute I obviously I'm not seeing any of this back at all right so it's going from memory as his shot was well saved by boot in the Solihull goal and seven minutes later Solihull went very close as a long throw into the orient area is headed clear by Willowson but Vaughan fires the loose ball goalwards and it went just wide so what was the uh, get? What was the experience like getting into Solihull? Because they'd given us oh, it's very few tickets, didn't they? Yeah, I thought it was right actually. I mean, the ground—it's all kind of like self-made terracing. So it's, it's you don't go into a stand. It's all like man-made seats, but it's not a proper stand. It's like a temporary right. Okay, stand that they got going on. Uh, very little ground, but they were the very little club. Staff really. were friendly. Staff were right. right Stewards okay. could have been friendly, but could have been. Right. Worse. But yeah, like n- nice area. Big queues. Good pub beforehand. All yeah. of those fans went to the Manor Arms. Good to see lots of familiar faces. So to anyone who I saw, it was nice catching up. Um, but yeah, really good good vibe in there. About a five minute taxi ride from the city centre. It's so pretty straightforward. We got in there about 20 past two. So before, there were massive queues. It looked like the queues were long once I was in there. But once yeah. you got in there, 
went and stood on the terrace. Yeah, so there was terracing foreign fans and sitting in foreign fans. It seemed alright, good atmosphere, very loud, and as you'd expect, foreign fans and big loud voice. With yeah. The chance of obviously results dependent of going back up. The Coulson song seems to be a favourite amongst the fan base, as does the Corona song. Those, yeah. those two seem to be the two that Orient fans are really taking They're to. quite catchy. I, I can take or leave the Chroma one, but I really like... The, the, the more you hear the Coulson one, the more you, you go, yeah, I like this one. Yeah. The Chroma one I can take or leave. Okay. Really. 17 minutes on the clock then, and Solihull were defending for their lives as James Brophy broke away and his blocked shot falls to Josh Chroma, who also saw his shot blocked yeah, so as well. Yeah, so it's a good defender there. I mean, they're all yeah. brutes. They're all they're big, yeah. big big guys so again people were saying that this isn't the right match for Corona because he's so lightweight in comparison to their defenders it's almost perfect isn't it because they're clumsy and take it down in the box absolutely absolutely 29th minute Mm -hmm. Coulson commits a foul just outside the box giving a free kick to Solihull in a really dangerous position just outside the area so Osborne stepped up to take it uh, and he did but Dean Brill made an outstanding save that looked like it was going in from the corner into the corner of the net because I was looking at Mm -hmm. it from Corner side on that way, yeah. and it looked like a really good save from Dean Brill, who continues to make great save after great save. Great save there from Dean, yeah. Good stuff. 32 minutes on the clock. Then news of a goal at Salford came through, um, as Fylde took the lead. Could this be our day? Is what I wrote. There was a massive roar, right. it was kind yeah. of where you could hear people going, Fylde, 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 anyway, stand, and then obviously. In these days, as soon as you think there's a result going in, you kind of everyone gets out their phones, and once it it was kind of clear that Fylde had taken the lead, massive roars and cheers in the stadium. You could really feel it. At this point, the crowd started up again, more chance, more going. The players must have known, like reminiscent of Oxford away. Yeah, the players must have known mm. what was going on at this point. So at this point, you know, all we needed was a goal to potentially be in that prom- promotion-winning position. Yeah. So yeah, that that's really yeah for that result to go that way and our result to go our way that's all that needed to happen yeah so he says absolutely easier said than done though. yeah absolutely fourth minute I was danger man and the goal scoring forehead of Josh Coulson went close from the corner and then for the next eight minutes there wasn't much to note as both sides tried to create clear cut chances but not much and the forty second minute Carter swung in the corner and went quite close yeah two minutes of additional time have played out and the referee. Brings the half to a close with a scoreline nil-nil. Um, for me, I think Solihull had had the better chances. Uh, not sure we've really even worked their keeper with Dean Brill making one or two saves. So it, was, it wasn't overworked, but the chances they had, he needed to make the saves. I think if we were going to be successful, we needed to get it on the floor more. But that's easier yeah. said than done. It was very stop-starty. Solihull going down. The ref having a... Again, I don't like to put the referees out, and I try not to on the pod because I don't like it. But the ref not having a very good game. The line on our side was having a particularly terrible game, getting lots of decisions wrong. Um, and it was just, it was hard to get in the groove. Kept, the ball wasn't in play for any long, for long enough. It was, it was to a get like goal kick, a throw yeah. in, a free kick, or whatever. But okay. you know, at this point, we would have taken it, filed beating Salford, and us drawing it at this point at half time. You're like, well, that's an easy team talk for Justin, isn't it? Go grab a goal and let's get promoted. Yeah. So perfect. So. Yeah. Uh, attendance announced at 3,681 with 726 away fans. So again, Orient breaking an attendance record. That was Solihull's record attendance, being I think their previous by a good 600, at least yeah. 600. So again, only here for the Orient. You're welcome, 
You are Absolutely. welcome. What are they going to do without us next season? Tough luck. No changes at <laughs> half-time for the O's as we get the second half underway. And Solihull had a chance just two minutes into this half as Osborne dragged a shot wide. Maka Bonsor ahead of go wide two minutes later in the 49th minute. So both teams looking to start brightly and to get that advantage yeah. early as possible. Well, Solihull obviously needed the win to have any chance of overtaking us this yeah. season. And we obviously gunning for that goal, obviously, with Salford not winning and you could tell the second half there was a bit more urgency as soon as they came out in the 52nd minute a decent cross whipped in by Craig Clay and Karoma at the back post could only head the ball over from a very tight angle but again you could really see where we were going for it at this point yeah 54 minutes on the clock then a scramble in the Orient penalty box but the danger was eventually cleared by Dan Happy and two minutes later Ek Pateta and Coulson worked together very well to clear danger we move the ball quickly up the other end and eventually win a corner in the 56th minute from the resulting corner. James Turley beat his man but headed wide. And for me, I think he probably, he should have done better there. And that should have been a goal that we're talking about, really. Might sound quite harsh, but he was that close to it from what I saw. And then on the replays on BT Sport, um, that's the one chance we haven't had many to talk about at all. And that was one that we probably should have should be talking about as a goal. I'm not seeing I'm not seeing it back. From yeah. the stand it looked quite close. But again, sometimes when you understand you can't really see it very well. It was close. So almost taking the lead there. So unlucky yeah. there, unlucky at Turley in the sixty first minute, Brophy has a shot that he could have maybe done better with. I remember this one. It kind of trickled as he shot. It was very easy safe for the yes. boot to make when maybe he should have really put his laces through it. Yeah. Uh, and then three minutes later a double sub for the O's it's Charlie Lee and Matt Harold came on replacing Josh Karoma and Joby McEnough. Yeah, I think Joby, the camera stayed on Joby as he came off and it looked like he was wincing in a bit of pain. Okay. So I suspect that his groin has possibly played up a little bit. So maybe not 100% for that match. I mean, it's very unlike Justin to take Joby off. So you'd Correct. imagine it would be That's not tactical for me. Absolutely, I would agree. Yeah. 70 minutes on the clock then, a superb pass from James Brophy to Macaulay Bond inside the Solihull box, uh, but Boot pulled off a superb one-handed save to deny Macaulay Bond. That was an outstanding save. Bond done very well there. He uh, did and do a well. decent shot and a strong hand from Boot, to be fair, to yeah. push it out for a corner as opposed to back into play. Good, good save in the game, really opening it up at this point now. Yeah. Both sounds really going for it in the 75th minute. Dean Brill to the rescue as a ball was played behind Willowson and Vaughan done very well to get him around the back of him. He did. Good change of pace. And Willowson's not been caught out too many times this no. season, but Vaughan's done him there. Vaughan got in behind him, crossed the well, crossed slash passed across the face of goal. The ball came to Hilton, who got his toe on it, and the ball seemed to go behind Brill and seemed to be rolling into <coughs> the back of the net. But mm. somehow Brill reached out behind him to stop it. There was a there was a man the line. behind him. Colson was behind him, I think. Right, okay. I, I could have Colson was behind him. Yeah, okay. Um, but a very close to going behind there. We were very lucky with that one. You see, they've had more clear cut chances than we have. So, yeah, it's important that everybody does their bits. Two minutes later, in the seventy seventh, Solihull ramping up the pressure at the moment. They attacked down our right hand side, and James Turley conceded a corner, which eventually came to nothing. Yeah, seventy nine minutes. Two minutes later, the final sub for the O's is Jamie Turley is replaced by JMD as Brophy goes to right wing back and obviously JMD going into the central midfield trying to find that elusive goal. So very attacking sub there from Justin. So very. he's clearly going for it. He's not yeah. kind of just holding on for the point. He wants to win. He wants the championship wrapped up. So I found he, 
yeah. commend him for that. So. A- absolutely. He's not brought on a, a defensive no. midfielder or someone to sit and hold or, or anything like that. He's absolutely going for it. Charlie Lee's long throw reached Matt Harold in the 82nd minute who was in the box. But according to the officials, he headed over when in actual fact it probably should have been a corner. Yeah, I think so. I saw a few people saying that. But again, the ref will have better games. Or you'd hope the ref would have better games. A bit disappointed with his decision today. Yeah, 85th minute. A break in play as a solid fan. <laughs> throws a blue flare into the Orient fan's seated. So not into my bit, into the seated part. Uh, and then basically an Orient fan threw it back into the solid end. And, and it, it seemed kicked to... Off. It's, it's, handbags more than anything. Handbags more than anything. Loads of stewards in between. Nothing was ever going to happen. Bit pointless really from Solihull to get the flare out. What's the point? Yeah, it's outrageous to do What's that. What's the People point? People were saying on the the guys were on commentary were saying it's disgusting. Just um, yeah, with eighty eight minutes on the clock, um, we clear a Solihull header deep in our half to Macaulay Bond, who beats their man to the ball, and it falls quite kindly into the path of JMD, who drove into the box, but he was tackled, and I thought that's a real shame that that ended that way. And we had the we had the momentum to take that forward. That was a good chance for us. When JMD was running, it was almost a three on two situation, and he looked up, and you're thinking you're going to hit this into the top corner, and we're going to win the league here. It seemed to happen in slow motion, and I could see it in front of me. And he he had that chance to hit it, and he didn't. And he just doodled on it for too long, and he just got tackled. And you're sitting there going, you're standing there going, that that was your chance. That was your chance. Be a hero. That was your chance to be the hero. Yeah. But it just shows you, you know, you don't get much time at all. Yeah. In, in any level of football. So four minutes of added time awarded as Salford at this point still losing to a late goal for Orient would win us promotion and the National League. <sighs> at, at this moment My in the God. away stand. At this in the away stand at this moment, it was very loud, but it was also very tense. Because everyone knows that Salford love a late goal. Everyone knows that Solihull love a late goal as well. And we have been known for a late goal as well. Yeah. So at this point, you no one knew what was going to happen. The kings of the late goals. Yeah, honestly, it was... Nothing happened, obviously, <laughs> as everybody knows. Uh, in the 91st minute, Solihull have a free kick from just outside the penalty area. And an unmarked storer headed wide. Craig Clay had left him. And that was the late chance that you're talking about, the late goals that they scored. That, that was it. That was their chance to to kill us. I don't remember that at all, but a lot of people said that was the big let off. That was so huge. He was there. It was a free header. No one to challenge him. A few yards out from goal, from that from that set piece, and he's he's put it that inches wide. It's very lucky then for us that we're not talking about a ninety first minute goal, Correct. And another late goal for yeah. Solihull. So Solihull on top for the last few minutes, but in the <laughs> third minute of additional time, we won a free kick about thirty yards out. Again, so this is the one where you like he's put up the board. For the additional time, this is going to be the last chance of yes. the game. So and you're thinking, I'm sitting there watching it, and it's delayed. My feed was delayed, and the tweet came up from George or from the club. I was like, oh, this was the one again oh, that, 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 that you're looking at again. If we score now, this the roof is going to go mm-hmm. absolutely off this. My place. boy was asleep in the garden with Zoe, and I, I thought I'm going to have to run out into the street and just cheer. <laughs> I can't do it in the house and pick him up. So let's find out how we got on. Uh, so we took the free kick JMD took it a bit of a scramble the ball fell to Colson eventually and his shot too went high. over the too bar. high should have kept it on target or so it would have been better so that was it so the draw what an anti-climax so the draw it wasn't it wasn't so the full time whistle went so at this point Salford are losing so you're like right we think we're going to be three points clear so our match finished about two minutes 
before the filed game yes. sort of had finished. So everyone's cheering, we're top of the league, as you do, and whatever, clapping the players. And then a huge roar went up when the Salford game got Something I noticed, Embleton was over clapping the away fans as he, as he does with Justin. I think Justin was about to turn back anyway, and the, all the rest of the players in the roster chat were clapping. And then when the Salford score came through, so obviously we'd gone three points clear. There were some huge celebrations on that pitch. It was like we had almost won it. So Embleton was proper going for it, jumping, love proper it. emotional love it. on the pitch. So yeah. it was almost like we'd won it without winning it, yeah. if you see what I mean. Because now it's a draw or a win for us, or match their result, whatever it is. Yeah, it's, absolutely. It's so many good options on our on our part. Absolutely, but loads of singing after the full time. We saw a huge amount of singing. Loads of O's fans stayed behind. To, to see and clap the team off and you could really hear it as we were as I was leaving the ground loads of those fans still in there yeah. singing singing the night away so I hope they're all having a good evening whatever they may be so obviously we didn't do post-match this one but Justin Edinburgh caught up with Dave Victor after the game and here's what Justin Edinburgh had to say to Dave just thanks for joining us how do you feel? exhausted uh, yeah didn't enjoy it Dave if I'm honest it was uh, it was enduring it was tough you know, we had to battle away, um, but credit to the players, they they come out fighting and uh, deliver the point, you know, that could be a crucial one at that. On the bench, were you aware of what was happening at Salford City and the uh, goal that Fylde scored? No, we said that we wouldn't, we would be focused on what we can control and that was here. Um, so we only knew right at the end when the, the fans made us aware, so that was a, was a big result and, um, you know, it sets us up, but we've still got to keep our eye on the prize, it's, you know... Um, we're going to play an informed team again in Braintree. I think they've won three on the bounce now. So, but we've we've given ourselves a great opportunity, Dave. And uh, you know, I'm delighted for the supporters. Everyone connected with the football club. It's been hard work. The supporters were celebrating as if promotion had been achieved. Yeah, I think. Listen, we can't take our eye off it. We 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 have to be focused. You know, we know anything can happen in football. So, listen, we, we've got a job to do, and, we, and we'll be totally focused on doing that job. Your players worked so hard in this heat and on a very difficult pitch. Yeah, very difficult. You know, certainly after the the Friday's game, where you know we. It was a, a 2 0 scoreline, but we had to go right to the end and we was asked questions of another good team in Harrogate. Um, but, you know, the, the boys were relentless. They have been all season. And um, that's to show, you know, a, a, a real physical side today. And I thought they showed that in abundance. December 17, your first game in charge was here. And your first decision was Dean Bill. He's been an ever, present ever since. And some important saves today. Yeah, he's. Um, it's been fantastic, you know. He's. Uh, we spoke about it for the game. Uh, he's transformed his body as well. <laughs> so we had a laugh about that. But no, he's been. Uh, he's been outstanding. And when he's been called upon, uh, he's been so reliable for us. And again today, you know, when we needed him, great save in the first half. One there in the second half. Um, you know, make no doubts about it. Solid are a good team, and they ask questions. And um, you know, like I say, the boys found the answers. The defence in particular dug deep, didn't they? They did. They dug very deep, uh, and they needed to. You know, we we got we got cut open once or twice in that that last bit, and uh, you know we, we got blocks. We put our bodies on the line, and um, you know we see it through today. Talking about bodies on the line, were there injuries? Has Joby McEnough come off because of an injury? Well, he hasn't played for for a little while, and and you know we've we've got him out there again today. But he was tiring, and he was a little bit sore. But um, 
you know, when we've got players like Charlie Lee and uh, Matt Harold again when he comes off the bench, you know, makes a big impact. So, other than that, you know, Turley's got through 80 minutes, Sunscave, so you know, an, another lot of pl- positives as well today. The players need a bit of a break now, but it's not long until Saturday. No, we'll, um, we'll rest tomorrow and then we'll be back in on Wednesday, totally focused and getting prepared for uh, the final game. How difficult is it going to manage expectations? The TV will be there again on Saturday. No, it's, uh, they're focused, they're a good group, they manage themselves. Um, listen, we've got a job to do, Dave, you know, there's no doubt about that. I know people go, oh yeah, but it is it's still to play for and we've got to be you know we've got to get the result that, that captures what we want that prize and finally Justin they waited for you didn't they after the uh, TV interviews those travelling fans yeah been magnificent all year um, pleased for them uh, still one more step to do well done thanks Justin good luck so that was Justin speaking to Dave Victor and our thanks as always goes to uh, Dave Victor for sending us that interview um, it hasn't been announced yet but as you heard in there um, Salford at uh, BT Sport will be showing uh, the game against, uh, well, for us against Braintree, I guess it makes more sense to show us, <laughs> show guess. that game than any other game. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, haven't had it officially confirmed yet, but it sounds like that's going to that's gonna happen. That won't be a surprise to anybody. So that point means that we go three points clear at the top of the National League as we've now played 45 games. We've won 25 of those, drawn 13 and lost seven. We've got 88 points with a goal difference of plus 38. Yep. In the other game that really matters, Salford lost 1-0 at home to Fylde, as you all know. So there's um, a so need to make up the three points and a plus five goal difference to take us over. So it's going to have to be some kind of a abnormal blip. And abnormal blips do happen. So if we lose 3-0 football. and they win 3-0, done. they win it. Or if it goes to the same goal difference and then moves to goals scored and they've scored more goals than us. But I don't think it will come to that. It would have to be a horrendous amount Game of catastrophe. Against Braintree. Yeah. So let's not come to that. So basically all we need is a point on Saturday. Correct. Let's look at that first. Yeah. And then if things start happening, then yeah. things start happening. A draw or a win. Absolutely. It's in our own hands. Yeah. And again, we all, all would, we all would have been well after that at the beginning of the season absolutely game left. so your views on today Mr Levy short and sweet again we're running this right to the end of the season aren't we it was a tight and even game both sides had few chances and neither keeper really having too much to do arguably Solihull had the better chances but they just weren't clinical enough we've earned a valuable point in our quest for promotion uh, and also that might sound quite disrespectful to our defence we defended very very well we did yeah. and we have defended very very well all season um We've earned a valuable point in our quest for promotion and thanks to Fylde, our destiny is still very much in our own hands. So bring on Braintree Town. And that is it. Like it. Yours? For me, not the best game to watch, but it okay. doesn't, doesn't really matter at all. It felt, it felt like an only ground to me and it did feel like a massive game and Orient fans in my voice, like I mentioned before, yeah. uh, beforehand. Uh, felt like a bit of an anti-climax in itself uh, to, to a certain extent, but can't complain too much as we picked up a point and on another day, Solihull would have nicked the game with that last minute header. Yeah. Um, but on the balance of play, I think the draw was probably a fair result. And even though we haven't won the league today, it does feel nice to be playing for it at Brisbane Road. Yeah. You know, that is going to be a nice day on Saturday unless something catastrophic happens. Yeah. Which, like I said, it could do. Uh, I say thanks to the guys I went with, so thanks to Matt Turk, thanks to Mark Schaffer, thanks to his papa, Peter Schaffer. Yeah. And this is it, one game left, and we're pretty much there. So yeah, all I can say is a huge credit to Justin, Ross, Danny, 
entire management team. And of course, Nigel and Kent, who appeared in the away stand, arms raised Kent, in the centre. I'm sorry, Kent, sorry. Beg my pardon. So those were our views. So your views, again, all these tweets that we mentioned are tweets that came into at Orient Outlook. So B. Scorvin tweeted us saying, I don't recall shouting, get in for a nil-nil draw, but this result deserves it, given the result at Salford. Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, Graham underscore Butler, 85, said, rode our luck at times, but had chances ourselves. Worked tremendously hard, battled, dug in, got the result we needed, Ekpeteta and Bond, especially in the second half. Were superb. Yeah, Alan Gollidge, exactly what we expected. A strong physical game, but we stood up brilliantly. We are virtually there. We are going up. I Heart Rushmore said, awful pitch and not at all pretty, but we dug in and a great clean sheet. I have to say, the pitch looked quite good from the TV yeah, It was cameras. a decent pitch, yeah. It wasn't like a, a ropey pitch at all. The pitch was fine to play football on. Yeah. Apart from Solihull, just lump it. They literally do not play any ball. That's why the pitch is in good condition. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, the kind of character that epitomises this squad. Super proud of our club and hoping we do the job in style on Saturday. Yeah, Alan Reeves too says, Braintree will not be easy playing with freedom and they have three wins on the bounce. Salford can easily score five goals against anyone. Please do not underestimate them. I guess we kind of know Salford's danger. They came to our place and turned us over 3-0. And it isn't inconceivable that we could lose 2-0 at home to Braintree. Yeah. You know, it's really not. Neil Johnny said, I reckon the O's are champions. Even if they lose next week, there won't be a five-goal turnaround. But they won't lose next week. They will win and will be crowned champions at Brisbane Road, which is right and proper. And I'm guessing Neil's not an Orient fan. No idea. No idea. Let us know, Neil. Orient fan at TV. He says, please to get the point. Wasn't a good game, but hey, we still got the point. Can't muck it up now, can we? I can't wait Saturday to see the players pick up that trophy and see the well-deserved celebrations at the end. Just reading those tweets about picking up the trophies. So we're getting a bit too real, isn't it? It's getting a bit too... Uh, next week. We need to get those pants. We need to get those pants ordered tonight. Next Saturday. Ordered that, that tonight. That happens next Dispatched, Saturday. Yeah. yeah, five days. Richard J. Bourne tweeted in, said, almost over the line, just keep focused, result on Saturday for us then go for the double. That will show the old regime that the O's will not be destroyed, but come back stronger. Yeah, like it. ARA heating gas. So Solihull could have had two. Their header and the time that Brillo didn't lose where the ball was. It was behind him and six inches away from the line. Their number 10 caused trouble and we nearly got sunstroke. But all's well, it ends well. And here's to Saturday. Ron Sampson, 15, said, didn't enjoy it one bit because of the nerves and the stress. Hard-earned point, made better by Salford losing. We're almost there now. Absolutely. El Coado says, God, that was tense. Was at work, so we're getting updates via Twitter and phone calls from the missus. Could barely sit still. And I think everyone in the company knows Orient got a result at full time. One more to go. So close, I can almost taste it. Is it Saturday? Yeah, no, there's five more, there's four more days for you to walk around. Trousers Techno said, Solihull make that the 1980 Wimbledon team look like Brazil. Solid performance by LOFC and did the job needed. God, watching SM every week must be desperate. It's yeah. not it's great start football, but it obviously gets some results. Yeah. Obviously what they do well. So final word this week goes to another self-stand champ, Vince Howard, 73. He says, so close you can smell it. A win would have been great, but after all that went on to put us in non-league football, it's only fitting that our chance to seal our return to the EFL is at home. Yeah. Great tweet there from Vince. So those are all tweets, like we said, they came into us at Twitter, at Orient Outlook. So you can tweet us at Orient Outlook 
or email us orientoutlook.com or we are also on Instagram orient underscore outlook underscore podcast and also on Facebook at Orient Outlook Podcast. Yeah, so just under the hour mark as we look to uh, close this show out. First of all, though, the Prediction League. Only one winner this week. That's John Band 6306473, who was the only correct uh, predictor this week. Well done to you. So that means the top of the Prediction League is 39 points uh, are rewarded, um, sorry, have been earned by Leon Oresti and Peels the Doman. Trailing far behind now, 31 points, Ian Mane, Rene John and Matty, LOFC Evans. And 29 points, Mark Shepherd underscore 79. So thanks to everybody for their predictions. The last one will be this Saturday at about half past 10. We'll put that tweet out because yeah. it's an early kickoff. Maybe even early. Half past yeah. 12 kickoff, maybe 10 o'clock. Yeah, the uh, team won't be announced till half 11. So Leon Oresti so, and Pilsa Domain cannot be separated. They were a point between them and then they both got Harrogate right and they've both culminated in 39 points. So yeah. all to play for going into the Braintree game. So time to wrap up this yeah. podcast. So a fantasy football update. So obviously this table is changing on a day-to-day basis due to all the premiership matches as we speak. So as it stands, Tolo Sangawawa is still top with 2,000... 114 points, followed closely by Jack Merritt in second. I am in 16th place on 1988 points. Paul, you're on 51st place, so look likely to do the pod in your pants very yeah. soon on 1,872 points. Dream team update, so Ivan Rockenbach is still top. Ivan Rockenbach's been top now for a while. Well, he yeah. keeps swapping with Julian Lillington. Yeah. Still top uh, by, at this point, 15 points ahead of Julian Lillington in this league. I am 15th. Paul, you're 30th. So I've, I've done terrible at this. Still games to be played. I really haven't. I actually very prefer well. Dream Team because you have to be more savvy with what you're doing because you get a lot less chances to do. And, you and the fact points. it's cup games count and Europe counts makes you think about it slightly differently. Yeah. So I actually quite like Dream Team as yeah. it stands. I'm beating the bearded legend in both, so I have no complaints. On yep. any. So positives and negatives this week then. So positives we'll start with. We're top of the league. And we do look certain to go up. No new injuries as Joby, James Turley and JMD uh, are back in the matchday squad. And our form in front of the cameras has improved. Uh, once upon a time we hadn't won in about nine games. Uh, and of recent time uh, there's been two games on telly on four days. And we've seen a win and a draw uh, and two clean sheets uh, to boot. So that's that's great. And, and another positive, Matt Harold's goal scoring form. Yeah, so slightly cheap. He's gone for four positives. But why not? We're top of the league. We're looking likely to go. Exactly. So negatives... We've only got two this week. So the first one is we did not capitalise on Salford's loss today to wrap up the league. So although it looks almost certain, it's not 100% there yet. And we missed the opportunity to wrap it up today. Yep. And secondly, not taking our chances, which is pretty similar to the first one, uh, really. Or not being clinical enough, I guess, yeah. is what we're trying to say with that one. Um, so there you go, two negatives to round up those four positives. Here of the week, we didn't pull it up to public vote this week because we were both absolutely unanimous in our decision for this week yeah. so should we give them the drum roll yeah hero of the week is Aya super Joshy Coulson Aya got a massive forehead Aya always heads the ball away one two three four so well done to Joshy Coulson yeah well done Josh hero of the week he scored against Harry on Friday two clean sheets a goal line clearance an all round great performance marshalling the defence so we cannot speak highly enough of Joshy Coulson this week. So well done, Mr. Coulson. Yes, next week's fixtures. So there's only one fixture <sighs> left to there play. Sure is. 
in the National League and the players are even tweeting as we're recording this. Oh, Jamie, Jamie Turley, Turley said that's a great and I'll oh, bring on Saturday. Someone's put some great analysis <laughs> yeah. on there. Uh, on, on that tweet I'm not going to go into that so there's only one fixture left to play in the National League now as we entertain already relegated Braintree Town who are sadly for us in form at the moment that's uh, Saturday the 27th of April the kickoff time is 12.30 don't turn up at 3 o'clock because you'd have missed the game although you might be able to watch the celebrations at 3 o'clock but you're probably going to miss the important part yeah Braintree Town are currently 23rd in the National League after a 2-0 home win over Dagenham and Redbridge today and they seem to have found the odd bit of form since their relegation have been confirmed so it could be a dangerous time for us to be playing them but if you see us in or around the ground please come over say hello or give us an oi oi absolutely but that's not all no absolutely we have a bit of a bonus uh, for you a bit of a Brucey bonus so um, we're very fortunate to have a very good relationship with the owners of the football club Uh, Nigel Travis um, is in regular contact with us and he has very very kindly um, off his own bat uh, sent us a very very a, a brilliant message actually which we're going to play for you now uh, this is a, a, a an exclusive message from Nigel Travis hey guys hey guys uh, nearly time yes we can nearly be excited uh, it's Nigel here firstly thanking all the fans who made the way to Solihull and the numbers who also went to the Brea Group Stadium today to watch the game. Uh, I didn't see the BT feed. Um, I watched it here in America. And uh, again, very exciting. But what a uh, professional performance by uh, our team. Um, Solihull, a good team in the National League, have done very well. And we matched them. And then we had that wonderful surprise of Salford losing at home to Fylde. So we kind of owe filed one, but we shouldn't owe them at Wembley. So everything's down to Saturday. Um, I'll be there. Very, ex- <coughs> very excited about being there. It's going to be a great day. I'm sure we'll pull off the final. Let's uh, say foot that's needed to get us over the goal line. So I'm really looking forward to it. Uh, today was also an interesting day because Solihull built a new stand and we film every game for coaching purposes and for the board to see. And we got there this morning, there was nowhere to film it from. Uh, so we'd actually hired a contractor and fortunately he's a, a qualified contractor in scaffolding. So he managed to put up his own um, platform and I managed to see the game. So great job, Mark Johnson, who's the contractor. And while I'm calling out people, one person that I want to really call out because he's done a great job all year getting people back from injuries um, is Keaton Patel, our head physio. What an awesome job he's done to make sure that we fully maximise the squad we have. So, next... uh, event is on Friday, the annual general meeting for all our small shareholders. Looking forward to seeing people there. Looking forward to discussing the Leighton Orient business. Then on to Saturday and the big game. So I'll see you there. Again, thanks for everything you do, guys. And up the O's. So that was a message there from Nigel Travis. So a massive thank you there to Nigel uh, for sending that uh, message over so quickly after the Solid Hall game. Nigel, it's much appreciated. 
I hope you look forward to catching you on Saturday in the promotion winning celebration parties after the break. Absolutely, beers on you. Thanks for joining <laughs> us then for episode that 180. It, yeah. It's been a stressful and nervous time for everybody involved with the club, but our destiny is very much still in our own hands after two wins. Um, sorry, a win and a draw uh, this week, and the National League title can be ours next Saturday at home. Two years and five days after we were relegated from the Football League. Yes, we'll be back with episode 181 at some point next week. So next Sunday evening is the Starman Awards. So there will be no podcast on Sunday night. I'll be busy taking my lovely lady, the bearded legend, out and showing her a good time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with Do it the Orient players Classy. at the Prince Regents. Me and Classy. the bearded legend. So again, if you're at that and you've never met us before, please come over, say hello. We would love to meet new Orient fans and talk to everyone. So if you're listening on iTunes, please subscribe. Give the podcast a review. We love the reviews that come in. If you're listening on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, add us to your favourites and that way you'll have all the podcasts available as soon as we upload them. We're also, as we say, we're now on Spotify, uh, so the world's leading streaming service. And if you've got a mate or a family member who you're bringing to the Braintree match to come and celebrate, get them to listen to this episode or at Wembley, get them to listen to these episodes past the pod, get them ready for Saturday celebrations or our Wembley final. Yeah, absolutely. We've still got some mugs available, uh, five quid each, three pound postage, or we can deliver them uh, at a home game, which is obviously only going to be Braintree now. Uh, they are limited now. There's only down to the final few. So thanks to everybody that's purchased one, but there are still a few more left. We look forward to hearing from you. Uh, have a good week. Try and uh, not to think about Saturday. Try not to be too nervous. Keep calm. Listen to the Orient Outlook podcast. Up the O's. Yeah.